Welcome back to Unpack This Brain. My name is Eunice and I'm here with... Me? Josh! <laughs> surprise! Sur well, well, is it a surprise? <laughs> no, it's definitely not a surprise. <laughs> but today is actually a little bit of a special episode. Yes. Because we're going to be doing a little, I guess, walk down memory lane slash recap oh of my the Lord. year that was our first year doing Unpack This Brain. Yes. Well, okay. Strictly speaking, calendar year, because we started... Oh, did we start... February? No, that's a lie. Well, we started... Did we start in 2020? We started, yes. Yeah. We did start this we 2019. We did start in 2019. We started... Oh, my goodness. Where is our first public? April. That's right. Oh, Lockdown. Wow. It was only April. Yeah. Wow, that actually... Because I feel like it was a whole 12 months ago, but it was definitely no. not. It was only... It was definitely not. It was only eight. April. Oh, well, even, not even April. I think we recorded the first episode in March. Wow. So just as we went into lockdown. Yeah, there we go. My God, it's only been nine months since yeah. that shit. It's only been nine, enough for someone it's, to It feels be like a lifetime. A yeah, it does though. It feels like we started it in January. Yeah, I know. Um, I thought it was like, it, no, it's not. definitely hasn't. When I was going through, it's like, no, it hasn't been. It's yeah. only been eight, nine months since yeah. I brought this idea. I was like, yeah. <gasps> but eight, we've come nine. to the end of 2020. We have. And the end of, I guess, the um, this era of the podcast. Yes. Uh, but a question that comes to mind is what do you think your favorite episode was? Oh, <laughs> ah, it's difficult. Yeah. Obviously, as the person that publishes and records, you know, facilitates all the social stuff too yeah um what is my favorite episode i feel like um i don't know i don't know if i can pinpoint it down to one this is the thing it's like it's like i'm a parent and i have to choose yeah. my favorite child and say it's all of them but i think one that i particularly enjoyed doing i think was because I think was the anxiety episode mm -hmm, mm -hmm. episodes because we actually it was one recording that we eventually split into two parts. Yeah, that's because it was very long. We had a yeah, lot to say, was, didn't we? Yes, because we were like, let's integrate like research and then we'll go into questions. Yeah, and then um, a lot of questions. but that was like a really fun episode to do mm. because it meant that we were able to, you know, in part one, obviously we un touched on research sort of stuff mm. and tried to unpack that. Mm. But then also we jumped into questions. Mm. Um, that was one of the, my favorite episodes. What was yours? Mine was a relationship. Oh, what a mood. <laughs> was that a surprise to anyone? It's my favorite and I'll still never forget Why? the analogy you made. Oh, the uh, relationship's like an investment. Investment, sorry, yeah. And it's like how much... Then you just go back and listen to the episode. It's good. <laughs> You'll hear it near the end. Yes. But essentially, that analogy mm -hmm. still stick, sticks by me now, and I still oh, think, bless. how much do I invest? Bless. And how much is the return on the investment? Mm. Constantly got to think about these things. I mean, you know, it's a it's a it's a reciprocal sort mm. of thing. And you don't I think, want to get complacent, you know. No, you don't want. We don't. We also love a healthy power dynamic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> 
amen to is that. that is there, there's don't some there's some tea slip. behind that, <laughs> and I'm just like, slip. no, don't, don't. And if and if people start pointing at red flags, maybe you should consider yeah. having an open discussion with your partner. That's it. And then if you think about the investment analogy, hmm. you know, it might it then might it point might out some red flags. Yeah, yes. it's a very good analogy. You guys have to look bless. To okay, I guess that's the, your best episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was maybe the hardest episode for you? I think the hardest one was episode eight when we talked about when we had our discussion about self harm, self injury, mm. suicide. Mm. Not because I've never had close experiences with it, although I kind of did high school, but because topic wise, it's very heavy. Yeah, it does drain you. To even talk about it, yeah. Um, but um, being able to frame it in a way that is invitate, you know, we're we're trying to be invitational and trying to unpack it in ways that are helpful. Mm. I guess that grounded me that way. Yeah. And I'm curious if that's the sort of that is the same episode for you. Yeah, it totally is. It totally is. And because yeah. I actually I have to go through it a lot working as a youth counselor, mm. um, but it's still quite hard. A topic because no one student or client is the same mm. and it's very mm. with self-harm and suicide and self-injury comes a lot of things around that mm. it's not yes. just that you know there's so many other things to unpack mm. and so that um is, is very heavy like you said mm. comes with a lot of things yeah and i guess just on that i had a very recent experience around like self-harm self-injury with a client that mm. i was seeing you know when when clients very casually bring up that they actually done some self-injury to themselves like the day before our session i was like wait okay let's let's go from there and mm. we'll explore that how they felt about it um because this was obviously during placement and like mm. yeah, um you know being observed by yes. people through that oh it's like goodness. a shit 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 yeah um no actually no it wasn't just like okay they've brought it up that's that's how that's i guess that's what we're gonna focus on for a hot minute mm. um mercifully that that client was able you know we were able to unpack a lot of things with them and i'm very grateful that i actually had that experience mm. So, yeah, how has the year been, you know, how has the last nine months been for you? And I know we briefly touched on this in our um, episode that's on a different podcast. Mm -hmm. So for people who didn't know, um, we've done two episodes together on Let's Get Deeper. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the show that I sort of self-produce purely like interview style. Mm -hmm. But go and listen to that. But now that we've had a few more episodes down the track since we last, since we did those episodes, mm. how have you felt about this whole sort of journey through podcasting and talking about things that are quite difficult to mm. unpack at times? Mm. Mm. I've really enjoyed the experience because it's kind of like, in a way, a mixture of peer supervision but also um you know i'm also aware that there's some people listening to us so we have an audience Mm -hmm. and then i'm also talking to you who's my friend as well so i guess many things yeah there's many things to balance and it's very unique you know like Mm. i would not i don't go through this with anybody else and this in the same sort of 
um, scope. So yeah. I really enjoy it for that because I don't feel this or get this anywhere else. So mm. us sitting here talking, we're both counselors from the same, um, I guess, framework. Yeah. Um, but we also talk about personal things and professional mm. things. I think it's, it's a little bit like in a way for me, I don't want to use the word therapeutic, but it's kind of like that. Probably like what I would get from supervision. Therapeutic adjacent. Yeah. Like when you go to supervision, you talk things out with yes. a supervisor or with your peers. It just, it feels like that mm. with that added, like I can talk about personal things and I'm and there's no ethical repercussions for it. <laughs> yeah. So mm. yeah, I've actually really enjoyed it. I think it's mm. given me a little bit more confidence in explaining concepts and, and ideas, yeah. which is something I've always, I guess, struggled with mm. is the anxiety around trying to voice what I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think that in the, in this past year, I've been called on to do that going into a new role as a counselor. Yes. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to sound stupid. You know? <laughs> and I, know, I know so many people will so get Ooh. that. What a mood. It's such a mood. And so coming here to speak with you gives me a lot of confidence uh-huh. because this is a safe place for me and I can yeah. get, I can gauge my confidence and how I explain things and then yeah. I bring that back to work and I do it and I don't feel like I'm saying stupid things. <laughs> yeah, it's actually oh, good. That's good to hear. Yeah. That's very good to hear. I'm interested in how you feel about this specific podcast because mm. you, you do other podcasts. Yes, I do arguably too many. Yes. We'll, we'll, we'll sidestep <laughs> no, that. No, it's good, it's good, it's good. But just, <clears throat> I guess you'd have a different perspective because you do do more podcasts mm. and this how do you feel about this one it's separately yeah. in its own entity this is a very unique thing because obviously its primary intention is um mental health and talking about mental health mm. um but more than that it's because we are two asian australians um creating in a space that has historically been white and I think for me and for people who listen to all the other shows, culture is my brand. <laughs> let's yeah. be let's be very transparent about that. <laughs> culture is my brand. Yeah. Um, but to do that, you know, to bring culture through a lens of mental health is good. Like I've enjoyed this because it's meant that I'm able to challenge um like particular perspectives on how counseling treats um, minority cultures or people who've been minoritized, Mm. you know, who've been historically disadvantaged or studied for the sake of studying the sake. Mm. Um, It has been a very good journey to sort of explore how we can talk about mental health. I don't, I don't, you know, care about listeners. Like, I don't care about the numbers of listens. Mm. I care about the feedback that I get from people who listen to the podcast Mm. um, and how they've applied it to or how they've thought about things. Um, You know, we have that very unique perspective of having, um, of being part of, you know, Asian communities and for me the queer community as well and what we bring to our practice because mm. um, I would say it's it's different there are not a lot of I mean of course there are a lot of mental health podcasts out there but are there a lot that will broach things or view things with a, with a keen interest on talking about culture 
and how it's influenced our behavior.、Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Yeah, it's a good question. I I don't think so either.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yes, that's kind of the reason why I still love doing the work that I do. Is like no matter which podcast I'm doing because it's um it's about Creating with a mind, with a you know, with a grounding in culture,、mm-hmm. and doing that for mental health, I think we'll we'll see its benefits down the line.、Mm-hmm. Even if we don't see it now, I think down the line,、um, and knowing that there can be an impact many years down the line, I think is a good thing to hold on to. Wow, that like literally gives me shivers. <laughs> that maybe things that we talk about now are catalysts for conversations that people will have. And then they will keep having into the future. We'll never stop talking about it, and that and that's like, you know,、um, that is the thing about culture is that we'll never stop talking about it.、Mm. Well, it's always going to exist. Yes. For us, but it really just depends on how、um, aware people are of it.、Mm. Yeah. Like I'm just I'm just like thinking about like I don't want to I don't want to inflate my own ego by posting this podcast onto subtle Asian traits, but if someone. <laughs> One of、Someone、our listeners wanted, yeah, you know, like <laughs> hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, please,、um, because I can't obviously toot our own horn. That would be a bit too、um, egotistical and very narcissistic. I'm not that kind of person, and I don't want to be that kind of person.、Mm. But you know, I would love to see subtle Asian traits pick this up and run about it because we've talked about. Being Asian and subtle Asian traits has had at times, you know, we always talk about. There's always memes about mental health. It's great. Yeah, it's a great catharsis. But、okay. there are also stories of you know、um, about mental health struggles and how young、um, Asian diaspora people have talked to their parents about mental health and how there have been a mixed there have been mixed reactions to that. And yeah. Yes, it's. It's a good thing that we're talking about it, but we need to keep going. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, conversations and social—oh, sorry—social change、mm-hmm. doesn't happen overnight. It's、no. a very, very long process. Yes, people have to keep on fighting for it.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and and again, like we'll never stop talking about it. It's like、mm. we'll talk your ear off about culture. Let's be honest. If we were able to record this. Like and and people would listen for more than like an hour. Yeah, we'd talk. We'll talk y'all's ears off about culture. <laughs> yeah, it's not hard. Yeah, you know what's interesting, and I'm sure, I don't think many people will know, is that we planned to do an episode completely on culture, and then we were yeah, like, yeah, I was like, no, fuck it. We, we <laughs> always talk about culture, so we don't even need to do necessarily one episode because it's、no. actually ingrained in every other episode that we do or every、yes. episode that we do. Yeah. So yeah, a little fun fact. I mean, I, know, I can't remember if we even talked, we've mentioned it before, but yeah, there was there was actually a discussion we had, and we we're like,、mm, maybe we'll do one about culture. I was like, no, that's a white person's way of doing it. Let's not. Because we just, in, it's just ingrained. Like we said, it's ingrained in everything that we do. So we、mm. did ingrain, put it into every episode that we do, and that was intentional. But also, like, how could we not? Because we are both. From、um, Asian backgrounds, and we've been always been, and we've always been taught to talk about it. Yeah, right. As as people who are not the majority in this country, we've always been taught to talk about ourselves this particular way. Yeah, and I guess it's empowering that we take that narrative and then we shape it around mental health.、Mm. That's why I guess we still kind of embed culture through everything 
even this podcast so every episode that we do will always run circle back to culture yeah because it's always important to talk about its effects yeah Mm. but yes so Mm. moving forward into 2021 yes what are your hopes what are my hopes yeah i guess for this podcast but also just in in a professional sort of setting yeah we'll go like a council well okay let's briefly let's briefly talk about we're talking about why we're doing this mini episode is because i'm graduating yeah at the end of 2020 yeah and i i think if i've planned this correctly this should be out after i graduate so whoo it's been a journey yeah and at least (laughs) oh it's been a journey ups downs thrown around um i will say that i've now leaving leaving university have very mixed feelings about our program Mm -hmm. and the people that are in the program. Yeah. I won't say any more on this podcast, but let's just say the the good and the bad have really tampered with my view and perspective on how our universities shape this program and the people that run it, how they've shaped this particular view of counselling. Mm-hmm. I'm very thankful though that I was able to um, learn social constructionism, mm-hmm. but now leaving this the system the university system as it were and the university education system of how they've taught this um i've i have formed a view and a perspective that social constructionism still needs to have some element of culture attached to it Mm. um because it's a white it's 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 a white construct social constructionism is a white construct Mm. (laughs) so it like, and this is like my project was solely on figuring out like culture's place in therapy. And I yeah. won't talk anymore about it because I want to get it published. Um, but like there was a massive critique that I did about social constructionism and, you know, the, the mixed sort of things we get about culture. Mm-hmm. So yeah, graduating from QUT with this program has made me all the more <laughs> um, empowered to talk about our approach through the lens of culture mm, yeah and cultural belonging yeah mm. so, so how has it been i guess um closing up this year and closing up with your clients it's been a journey mm. um for people that will have listened to the previously released episode we talked about grief and loss mm. and that's sort of a similar process is i'm going through a period of grief and loss where i have to actually say goodbye to my clients and mm. i don't want to lose them yeah um some of them have been Let's just say no matter the clients, I have seen a lot of change, positive change. Mm. Some of them have taken a long time to get to where they wanted to be. Some of them took literally three weeks to get to a space where they were thinking about change and how they can actively shift their positions to get to where they wanted to be. Mm. That's why I felt like I could cry talking about my clients because um, it's a very emotional process particularly for the ones that i've seen particularly for the clients that i've seen like the longest yeah like the whole the the most yeah the most amount of change is just like oh my god Mm. is it because of me is it because of the process is it both um i think there's an element of both but it stems from my application of the process yeah because you are guiding the process yeah kind of thing and putting trust in how i work yeah and the process as well Yeah. yeah Which is really actually important. Um, but I had a question. Mm-hmm. And oh, it was 
that when you did the closure for for your clients, did you have like a particular plan because you know it was the last one? Um, or was it still quite some free of them, uh, No, for for most of my clients, um, I was like, let's do a summary. Yeah, right. Let's talk about the highlights, the struggles, the learnings, most importantly, and what mm-hmm. do you want to take from our time together, and what you you know, how are we going to apply it. Um, if you're going to come back to clinic next year, what are we going to do to mm. be able to get to that point where you can come back? If you don't want to come back to clinic next year, what are you going to take with you to apply and, you know, in the, in, in your life? Yeah. And that was sort of the thing I was able to do with a lot of my clients. Is, yeah. Let's do, let's, let's do this. And it was like, it was a blessing to actually use a whiteboard. Yeah. Um, instead of typing notes, because literally all I did was let's take a photo of the summary and also I'll, I'll just oh, upload it to our CRM, right. and I was like, "That's it." That was literally the lowest maintenance client notes that I've ever done. <laughs> That's so good. So that I was like, sense. literally, oh no, actually no. I, bre- I obviously because some of these people had the benefit of reflecting team processes. Mm. Obviously, briefly note that down, but everything else was like, please refer to attachment. Oh yeah, wow. <laughs> So good. Like, I don't want to do any more work <laughs> on the CRM. I'm just like, oh, let's just do the so summary much. because it's so good. Yeah, it's so good because actually, client notes takes up a lot of a counselor's time. Oh my god, <laughs> it's almost as long as truth. Can we can we talk? Can, oh, we should talk about client notes sometime next year. We actually should. I haven't <laughs> thought about that, but yeah, we should actually talk about. We'll, we'll have more episodes next year. Don't worry. Well, that was what I was gonna ask, ah. and I was trying to alert up before. Is what, mm. are the, what are the plans? What are your hopes at least? What are my hopes for 2021? Yeah. Um, for this podcast um that we are able to actually tap people's shoulders our Mm -hmm. friends who have gone through this program or professionals that we've met in real life that will be able to pick their brains as well Mm -hmm. um that's one of my hopes for this the other hope is obviously we'll get to talk about more topics and maybe we will insert some time relevant sort of things as well Mm, and talk about our perspectives as practitioners and how we would work on them um maybe that's what we'll do next year who yeah, knows that sounds like a good plan who knows yeah we will see again time because relevant. so much so much uncertainty right now obviously because yeah. i'm not you know for a person like me who's not in uh, who doesn't have a psych background or a social work background it's at, at the outset quite actually a tough journey for me to actually enter the industry mm-hmm. so it's yeah i'm at this point where i'm like looking for work yeah i'm seeing a lot of jobs that are like um Let's, let's actually talk about this now. I'm very frustrated at the fact that a lot of job openings do not actually consider counselling as a qualification. Mm-hmm. And that shits me off yep. to no end. Like, I see, oh, we're looking for family therapists. We're looking for mental health professionals. But you must have a psychology degree or a social work degree. Yeah. Or you must be accredited with APRA, APS, or AASW. That shits me off. It does really, like, frustrate me because they go psychologist and social work, and I don't know why. I feel like counsellors should go in that group. Come on, guys. Like, I don't get why it goes from but psychologist you know why? to social you, work. You know why? You know why? Because Medicare. Let's talk about the system for oh, a hot minute. Because yes. Medicare, Medicare rebates. rebates. I know that the ACA is finding very hard to Oh, get but yes, Medicare the government rebates. the government said no. It's really difficult. And actually, this is a little bit like sideline. Mm-hmm. But 
There is a council that works across the road from me that said she's about to get rebates. So I need to ask her how she's doing. Can that. you pick her brain? Because I'm pretty sure she is a council. That's why she wasn't get, giving rebates yes. previously. But then she's told one of my workmates that she is. Okay. She's seeing one of our students. Let's, and let, I need yeah. to go pick her brain. Can you pick her brain and let that? me know so that... You know, um, we're, we're not eligible we, for we're it. Not at the eligible, moment, and I don't think counselors. we are going to be eligible for a while. Yeah. Anyway, that's a side note for future me to remember to yes. ask her. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that like entering this graduate counselling sphere is frustrating if you don't have a psych background or a social work background. Yeah. Um, it is. I think a lot of people that got roles off the bat, they would go to specific organizations that already had a lot of us. And when I mean us is people graduating from QUT. Within within the QUT program. Because they understand how we work and obviously they're taking people from this program so they're looking yeah. for others. Yes. So there are some organizations out there that a lot of I know, but I but into. I look at I look at some of the things. And I'm just like you're still not acknowledging that counseling is an actual profession. So fuck you. Yeah, there's but the, yeah, there's still so many. Because <laughs> like when I'm talking to these organisations, there's probably like two that I can think of. Yes, and then the rest of them don't I acknowledge. I know that's what that's what shits me off. Yeah, and it's why I guess I'm very frustrated at a lot of different organisations mm. um, that seem to like the end goal is. Oh, Medicare rebates, mm. which is disappointing. Yeah. Like, guys. It is. Because do they think that without us having Medicare rebates that people because won't want to see harder. us? Yeah, because it's a lot harder. Yeah. But we don't charge, like, mean? ethically, yeah, like, we don't have, you know, sites can charge $240 yeah, an hour block. And if they go 10 minutes over, they have every right to charge you yeah. another full hour. And you know the gap can be as much as what a counsellor might charge. Yeah. Without and Medicare ethically, rebates. Right? It's like, yeah. it's like, as a graduate counsellor, it's like, why would I, I? I'd be a real dick if I was like, I'm going to charge you 150 bucks. Mm. Yeah. Like a lot of us graduates will start at the gap that people would pay yes. anyway. Because and then work our way up, right? Yeah, yeah. And then when you get the, the experience and clientele, you can justify putting it up. Mm. But yeah, that's why I don't understand why they don't take counsels. Is it because they need to it's charge too hard. more? And, yeah, there's no Medicare rebates or there's no... We're not, we don't fall under the mental health care plan. Or because we're not why? under APRA. It's like, mm. there's so many systemic questions that I'm just like... Sometimes I hate the system, mm -hmm. but I'm going to be working in a system that is disadvantaging me anyway. So yes. how best am I going to yeah. navigate this space? And, and like, I think I started hating the system even more when I started <laughs> Like, I already knew how corrupt it was. Yeah. But actually working in it. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's like sometimes huh? you're banging your head against the wall yeah. and getting absolutely nothing in yes. return. You're like, yes. well... <sighs> oh, yeah, <exactly. laughs> oh my goodness again systematic change takes a very long time i know but there's a lot of us on i think there's a lot of us like-minded people that want more for the mental health industry mm. it's just gonna take a freaking long time oh look you know <laughs> we say that but i feel like um there are movers and shakers and I, I hate to be the egotistic, narcissistic bitch, but I probably am one of those people that I'm movies and shakers in. Yeah. And I fully expect that to be 2021 is going to be me like... Moving and shaking. Yes. <laughs> literally shaking systems is, is apparently my brand. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what change happens 2021 wise. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, um, obviously, if I don't get a job, 
what does that mean? Starting my own private practice. Mm. So I've actually got a lot of the groundwork done. Oh, yay. Like, as we're recording, literally, I'm just waiting for a few more pieces of paperwork. Yeah. Waiting for graduation. Yeah. And then getting accreditation that way, and that's basically it. Yeah. That is basically it. Accreditation, and then your insurance, mm. and then you're good to go, actually, mm. after that. Yeah. And then it's about that, all the marketing. And, yes. Yeah, I'm just like, hmm, how much of a meme, how much, how many memes will enter my social media page for the for that private practice? I'm like... Which market am I going for? Yeah, I don't, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. The question they ask when, they, when you first start. I'm like, hmm, I don't know. Let's just lean into it. Fuck it. Yeah, that's like, it. Just lean into the memes at this, at this point. That's it. I'm gonna capture a good client base. Might as well make it millennial. Yeah. <laughs> Peak <Memeable>? millennial. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh goodness me! I actually cannot believe I'm graduating. Like literally. Um, got the invitation to graduate. I was like, no, this is too early. <laughs> we are we are two days too early. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? Oh, it was actually early. Yeah. Oh. I got my invitation quite a lot, a lot earlier yeah. than official results. And I was like, no way. Like, oh, so oh. you know your results kind of. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I was like, oh my God, I'm graduating. Is this even, I need to poke myself. Yeah. And I was like talking to friends like yesterday. I was like, is this real? But then it's like, okay. I'm graduating. Now, time to secure my spot at graduation. Yeah. And get so tickets for graduation. How does so, that go? Um, that fairly stress-free. Oh, good. Um, good. I do not appreciate the 8 o'clock call time that I have to be at um, at our graduation venue. It's at 8. Because it's a 10.30 ceremony. PM? AM. Oh, okay. I was just I was so like, confused. No, if it was a nighttime one, I would be stoked. Oh, the, okay, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. a, you know. Yes, yeah, so you so early, I'm just like, peak oh. traffic there. Well, not even peak traffic. At, I was like, it'd be December. <laughs> I'm just like, it's it's school holidays traffic, and it's so early. Oh, it is the holidays, like, cool. So much. Uh, I'll need coffee. Yeah. I'll need a minimum of two, I guess. Totally. <laughs> Plus the adrenaline that is going to probably go through yeah. you when you're the whole thing. But yeah, now that that's going to be done, it's just like, whoo, what do I do with my time now? So we'll see what yeah. happens. It'll be very interesting, but I'm so excited. It's like, if I get a job, it means that stable income. That means that I can do private practice in very big, inverted commas, for fun. Yeah. <laughs> but what I really mean is it's actually to fuel like like having the stable income means that i'm able to actually work with potentially the communities that i want to work with yeah right? yeah um because my intention is to get a lot of clients but also get a lot of the international student mental health sort of thing like if they can't get support at a tertiary level inside the tertiary system mm-hmm. i'm more than happy to take them on board yeah and I that's think, awesome like that is something that has always been on my mind at the beginning of this journey of counseling. It's like, I have been with, you know, I've, I've um, got a lot of international student experience in my life, like mm. with friends and, you know, volunteering experience as well. Mm. And I know how difficult it is for them to undergo a lot of the adjustment processes, but is even more now, like 2020 yeah, has shown us like COVID. how much of a, priority or lack thereof international yeah. migrants are yeah. in Australia so yeah. I guess that's sort of my intention is to potentially work with that but also work with right. the queer community so so you do know your clientele in a way or in the a way that you are aiming for yeah mm. good that's actually a good start that's what yeah. a lot of people tell me <laughs> if you know who you are wanting to see 
because there's a lot out there. There is a lot of potent, untapped potential, yeah. or um, potential because um, other avenues are financially inaccessible. Yeah,、mm. and from a business perspective, it is smart to look for the the holes and <laughs> look for that niche. <laughs> yes, the niche. Yes, or the needs that aren't being met, and、yes. that's when you come in. Yes. Yes. It's like hello. Hello, I'm here. I'm here. Hit me. Hit me. I registered. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I have a whole thing. It was like friends and pa-、uh, friends and family. Sorry, I cannot be your therapist. Yeah. Unless unless you really want me to, you're gonna have to sign like a lot of ethical things. Yeah. And then I'm gonna charge you five hundred dollars an hour. Oh my、hour. gosh, that's more than I said. Because you know what?、I've、As got... a joke, right? For shits and gigs, like <laughs> if you if... stop them from. <laughs> I've had two friends ask me. I've had to like, like、no. have that really hard talk of like I can. I am. I can have、therapist. like a small chat with you and then refer you on. That's what I've had to say to them.、Mm-hmm. But、like, but if I said five hundred dollars, maybe they wouldn't. <laughs> maybe they wouldn't. The financial barrier. Yeah. Like, we can be friends, okay? I don't want to have this weird client、yeah. therapist relationship anymore、yeah. because then we're not friends. Yeah. This is a business. This is a、more. transactional relationship yeah, that's developed. Totally. That's that boundary <laughs> thing. Yeah. Yeah. Got to set them boundaries and set them fast. Yeah, and even though it can be like awkward at first, just set them. Yes, please. You'll thank yourself later. Yes. You yes. you you. Save relationships that way. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that's why I'm just like, should I? This is one of those questions that's run through my mind. Like, particularly like if I want to be a therapist for the queer community, it's like, does that ruin my chances of finding a relationship in the queer、oh, community?、Man. I'm just like, well, we'll cross that bridge, I guess, when we get to it. Yeah. Especially if you like did community work, I know、so、you were around a, like a lot of people in the queer community, because like you know even if they had the opportunity to introduce you to one of their friends, like they're probably part of the community. So the word、p- gets round. Yeah, and like oh no, anyway we'll come yeah, to we'll, that. We'll, we'll, I guess <laughs> that'll be an episode、uh, when we <laughs> when if, if and when that happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh my goodness! But yeah, what's your what's your twenty twenty one going to shape up like?、Mm. Obviously, think, stay at your current work. Yeah, I think that I'm in this job for the long run, for、Woo! the foreseeable future. So, yeah, so that's exciting. Stable income. Yeah, here I we, know. Here、it's, we are. It's so surreal because I've never had this. Like, even in the job before this, I was working thirty to thirty-five hours. So, this is my first actual thirty-eight hours a week, full time, full time job, and. It's. I just want to learn as much as I can. So、oh, I、yeah. think I'm in that stage. What does my partner say? It's called. It's like he calls it mining, which is like when you do like the same thing, but you just keep on doing it because you're saving up for something else.、Mm. And I guess that this is going to be my year of of mining, which Ooh, is just like put my head down.、Mining. Yeah, work really hard, try and learn as much as I can, save a lot of money because we've also now got a mortgage, so、oh, we're gonna、yes. pay that off and. Just like mine, just save lots of money, learn lots of things, eat good food. I mean, so that's what we need to do. Survive. My God, I was thinking it's like food therapy. I'm just like that's too. That's already so resource intensive. Didn't you? Didn't you talk about food therapy once? Oh no, you said that that's kind of what you do, right? Like you when you go to talk with friends. Yes, it's, it's always sort of over like food. A food 
there are food like food is always present yeah (laughs) and it's such a concept because i do the exact same if i'm gonna have a catch-up with someone it's always over food let's let's do something yeah it's like because food you know you're eating but you're not doing an activity that requires all your attention so you can actually talk yes and there's no loud dnms happen over food yeah totally it's Um, the perfect medium it is it is it (laughs) is i love it too but yeah, oof, 2021 is going to be a very interesting year. Yeah, I am I am really excited for it. I just I just want to see. I'm always excited for a new year though. I'm mm. always looking forward to more things yeah. happening. Yeah. <laughs> experiences. I know. Yeah. But oh, yeah, me right now is in this very strange place of like trying to slow down, mm. but also trying to ramp up the, you know, doing all the groundwork for my private practice. It's like how will my brain cope in this weird like phase of <laughs> trying to try to slow down but also ramp up at the same yeah. time it's like oh. it's, a di- oh, it's a different kind of ramping up now because it's yes. not like assessment and all of that now it's something different but it's something that you very exciting do. it's like all about your practice now and mm-hmm. how you're gonna apply all of that so it's exciting yeah and you know for our listeners i guess thank you so much for coming on this journey with us mm-hmm. Um, I have had people, friends tell me that they've enjoyed listening to us. Mm. So it's been a great joy, I guess, to even think about doing this project beforehand. Mm. Um, but we hope that, and I'm sure Eunice will agree, is that we hope that what we've unpacked over the last few episodes has been really useful and, you know, take from it what you want. And if, um... Yeah, let us know what 2021 things you want us to, in 2021, mm. you want us to talk about. Literally, could be anything. Yeah. We'll, right, we'll okay. try and put a spin, mental health spin on it. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah <laughs> we'll try. We could, we could do that. We'll do our best to. <laughs> yeah, we'll try our hardest. But yeah, I definitely want to echo what you're saying. I really appreciate everyone that's listened in. And I, and I really appreciate when my friends talk to me about this podcast so thanks for talking oh, that. that's... i think it's nice it's cute it makes it feel like real <laughs> like, it's like, like there's really listeners there's real out. people actually yeah. oh my god yeah so i like that i appreciate that and it's been yeah it's been a year it's mm-hmm. been a year a year <laughs> so yeah i wish everyone a good new year yeah y'all keep safe um we'll see what happens i don't know if we'll return in so early in january but we'll we'll talk about this after recording but um yeah that i guess that will be it for 2020 so keep safe um we hope that uh the pandemic does not affect you as much this holiday season particularly Mm. for our northern hemisphere friends who are um currently entering a very dark winter yeah with their lockdowns um we have been very fortunate in this country particularly in the state actually to still be able to do things in person to be able Mm -hmm. to connect with clients in person Mm -hmm. it's such a privilege and we acknowledge that um so um we hope that 2021 will be um different but we will take what we've learned from what we've done this year and you know, apply it and do better things. Yep. So, yeah. Sounds great. Yes. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. And we'll see you next, next year. year. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unpack This Brain. If you'd like to follow us, we are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search Unpack This Brain. If you'd like to send us any questions, feel free to do so. Use the hashtag Unpack This Brain or send us a DM or send us an email, unpackthisbrain at gmail.com. 
this podcast was created by the lovely people over at Great Mates Podcast. Feel free to subscribe to any of our podcasts wherever you're listening. We'd also like to acknowledge the First Nations owners on whose lands we are creating this podcast.